Okay. Yep, it's out of the frame. Okay. Hey, welcome back once again to another episode of Summer in the Psalms. This week we're going to be looking at Psalm chapter 73 together, and it's a really great psalm for you to really just pin... No, we're going to do this. <clears throat> hey, welcome back once again to Summer in the Psalms. Today we're going to take a look at Psalm 73 together, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you because this is uh, a psalm that means quite a lot to me on a personal level. Um, in our time of uncertainty after my son Ethan was born, uh, Lara and I, you know, we had to really learn to trust on the Lord even when we cannot see answers. And for me, uh, particularly verse 26 that we'll get to, uh, just took on a whole new world of meaning and became uh, just a very special verse to me. So I'm excited to share it with you today, uh, and I pray that this will be a blessing to you. We've talked about how real the Psalms make things. You know, they speak to us in quite emotional language. It hits us in our feelings. We connect with it with our hearts uh, because really. They, they give voice to things that we feel deeply in our soul. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing just maybe some of your thoughts and reactions. So feel free. You can drop me a line and let me know. And I'm going to be praying with you as well if maybe you're in a moment that this speaks to. Um, you can email me at ryan at wordofgracechurch.com or you can you know come and find us in a number of other ways. I'd love to talk to you about it. So let me read the psalm to you and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Psalm 73 says this. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from the burdens common to man. They're not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous heart comes iniquity, the evil conceits of their minds know no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up their waters in abundance. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? That's what the wicked are like. Always carefree, they increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands of innocence in innocence. All day long I've been plagued. I've been punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on a slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and arrogant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I'm always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. 
I will tell of all your deeds. So have you ever had that moment where, you know, you look out and you see all kinds of types of people in the world and everybody just seems to be having an easy time. They seem to be, you know, really enjoying things like, oh, they don't ever have any problems. And you look out at the world and you see life's really not fair. These people, uh, maybe they, they do things that are clearly evil and yet they seem to get away with it. Uh, or they, you know, they're far from God and you know that, but they seem to be having an easier time than you. And you know, that can be really disorienting. And the writer of this psalm, Asaf, he, he really is digging into this very, very deep thing that we all feel, that life is not fair. And sometimes we come to the same conclusions he does, where he's like, look at, look at this evil in the world. These people don't even care. God must not care. Uh, God must not be taking notice. And he says this, he says, you know, this is oppressive to me to try and even understand. Why have I been trying to live a pure life before God if it's, if it's not helping me at all. And he's really struggling with this. And if you're really struggling with this, you know, the Bible speaks to these things we feel very deeply. And he said this, it was until I entered the sanctuary of God. And he gets his eyes back on God again. And I think this is an important thing to remember. If you look at this psalm, really from the beginning, He's looking at his life and the difficulties and the pain and the suffering that he's endured. And he's, he's comparing it with what he perceives to be the case in everybody else's life, especially in those who really are not committed to the Lord. And he's really disturbed by this. And his eyes are on everything but God, it seems like. He's on everybody else. And, and for me, I think this is a very important word for our time because so easily we are swept away in that engine of comparison. Everything in our world <laughs> thrives on comparison. Social media is rife with comparison. It drives us to comparison. Things are sold to us by comparison. Here's what you don't have. Here's what your life should look like. You know, we often use the phrase that we compare our very real troubled life to everybody else's highlight reel on social media. And that's kind of what's going on in Psalm 73 until the author enters the sanctuary of God. And then he recognizes something very important. When we enter God's presence, when we get our eyes off of everything else and we get our eyes back on him and put him at the center, it gives us back an eternal perspective. He says, I understood their final destiny. I understood that life is more than just having cool clothes or having a seeming lack of problems right now, even though we want everything to be really wonderful all the time, that there's a lot more to life than this. And you know, when you have an eternal perspective, it reframes even the worst moments of our suffering, even the hardest moments that we encounter, where we really, you know, we really do feel like, how could God let this happen? We start to realize that there's more beyond this world. We see things from God's lens rather than our own. You know, this author comes back to God. He acknowledges even there that in his comparison, in the way that he's really been trying to define things on his own terms and not God's terms, that that's not been a good attitude of his heart. And he repents of that to God. He says, you know, I was a brute beast before you. I was senseless. I'm sorry, Lord. He repents. And then he turns to God with all of his heart. I love what he says. He says, whom have I in heaven beside you? On earth, there's nothing I desire beside you. That's an important revelation for us today. You know, you might have heard before, you can't take it with you. All these things we tend to run after to want in our lives, we can't take them into eternity with us. What's waiting for us in eternity is God himself. And that is the most important thing. 
And that's what we should be desiring right now on earth as well. That's an important, important verse there. And, and finally, you know, we look at verse 26. This is my favorite. It says, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I encourage you, write that one down, memorize it, take away Psalm 73, 26 and meditate on it this week. Talk about it with a friend of yours. Um, you know, and really let this psalm ask its questions of us. Are there moments in your life right now where you're kind of feeling like, why am I keeping myself pure? Why am I kind of limiting what seems to be all the fun maybe in my life? And for what? Is God taking notice? Those people who are wicked, who achieve those things for themselves, they seem to not have a care in the world. Remember this psalm. Remember there is so much more to eternity than we can see right now. Uh, and that God really does care about absolutely everything. Later in the Psalms, early in the Psalms, actually, David would say, you record every single one of my tears in your ledger. You've captured them in a bottle. He cares about all these pains and sufferings we have, but he invites us to just come back to him at the center, to him as the foundation of our lives, and let him show us from his eternal perspective that he is going to be victorious and he's going to bring victory to you as well. So I hope this has encouraged you today, and we look forward to seeing you again here uh, next week. And uh, don't forget to drop us a line if this has been speaking to you. Get in contact with us. We would love to pray with you, encourage you as well. We'll see you next time.